Welcome or welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast. Our topics for this episode are the San Diego Padres signing Fernando Tatis Jr. to a monster 14-year, $340 million extension, which equates to about $24 million per year, the Philadelphia Eagles trading Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a third and second round pick, and our NFL mock draft for the top five picks of the 2021 class. But first, we talk about the San Diego Padres extending Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay, so this was a record-setting deal and a crazy deal. Um, and I just think that uh, Fernando Tatis got a great deal. Um, and I think the Padres are happy and obviously want to keep Tatis. And Tatis is obviously one of the best young players of this generation. And he will be for years to come. So I think that they're very happy that they got to land Tatis. And I think that Tatis is very happy with the amount of money he's getting and being able to stay at the team that got him so much success. I agree, except I think that they should have uh, waited a little bit because Fernando Tatis, I get he's great, but it's only his second year in the majors. And last year, he actually took a step down from his first year in the majors when he went, he did very, very good. Last year, he not only but he hit i was gonna say only hit 17 home runs but he that's pretty good so he hit 17 home runs in the short season yeah and he had 22 home runs last year which is not that good because they had the whole season so i guess he did take a step up but i wouldn't say it's not that good i wouldn't say that i mean 22 in like 160 game season is not good that that is very good actually okay i don't think so but anyway um like i was saying Fernando Tatis, I think they should have waited for this deal. I think Tatis was happy to sign it. I don't think he would have expected this at all. And because, the reason I say this is because sometimes people have struggles after their first year. I mean, after their good year. So even though they have a breakout year, they signed him. They signed him to this great, huge extension, monster extension. And only for being the hyped up player last year. I get he was great. But the year before that, he didn't. He wasn't that productive, and even though it was his first year, he was third in Rookie of the Year in uh, in his first year. Last year, he was fourth in MVP as a shortstop. So, I guess he's doing pretty good. But the same thing with a lot of these rookies, like Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert. You have high hopes. Wait, so you're comparing no, 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 football no. to baseball? No, I'm saying that if you wait, let me finish. I'm saying that Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert both have high hopes. I mean, both have high expectations for themselves, and everyone else has it for the, has those expectations for them too. But you don't know if they're going to keep up that pace. Like I don't see Justin Jefferson keeping up a thousand four hundred yards next year as well. Like I don't see that happening. He broke the rookie record, which is great, but I don't think he's ever going to do that again. Um, I don't think he's ever going to get past that mark again. If he does, then that means he's a great receiver, and he's already shown to be. But anyway, back to Tatis. He made the All Star game. I think he'll make many more all-star games. I just don't think he's worth $24 million a year. And for that reason, I just think if the uh, Padres offered him a little less or waited, I think this deal could have still got done and it would have been more affordable for the Padres. Are, why do you think... Wait, so you said that this deal is... You think it's good for both sides, right? Yes. 
But how do you think it's good for the Padres if they're paying this much for just a second-year player to sign 14 more years? I get that he was fourth in MVP voting, and he's only in his second yes, year. Yes, but Patrick Mahomes won. I'm not comparing football to basketball. I'm comparing I mean, football to baseball. I'm comparing well, it a player. Like it. I'm comparing a player to a player. So Mahomes, there's a I reason mean, they signed like it's football. I know, but they signed him. They signed him to a 10-year deal, but because he had already won Super Bowl MVP, that's why. What does Fernando Tatis won? Fourth in MVP voting? Well, it was half a season, first of all. And second of all, it's not that. It's not about that. It's about the promise he's been showing in his second year. So you signed him to a $24 million deal for 14 years based on his potential? I wouldn't sign him to that much, but I'd, exactly. at, least, I'd at least sign him. And this is a great deal for him because he's now financially locked up. If something happens, he's getting his money. And the Padres are secure because if he becomes a star, which... Ever, which a lot of people, including me, believe that will happen. They've got him locked up, and they've got him locked up for a very long time, where no yeah. other team is yes, going to get him for a very long yes, time. Yes, but what if he doesn't become a star? Then that's then they will always be able to trade him. No, you can't trade him. It's so much cap hit then, which is what I'm saying. I think well, that you'd rather just no, 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 no. It's not about him not being a star. That's what happens when Mookie Betts had his thing. He's just been ranked the number one right fielder, and we were having the same exact debate. It's not about that. It's about the promise you're showing, and that you're allowed to have a bust. Your franchise isn't ending if you have one bust. I get that, but. That's not what I was saying. But anyway, you think this is a great deal for... I think this is definitely a great deal for Tatis. They, but for the Padres, I think they, they paid him too much and based on potential, which is what I said. So I think that the Padres could have paid way, way less and still got him. And Fernando Tatis, like Arch said, locked up for generations. And then Arch, what do you think about this deal? I think it's great for both sides, Tatis and the Padres. Now we're going to talk about Carson Wentz being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. So like Arch mentioned, Carson Wentz being traded in spite of Phillip Rivers retiring. I think he's the new franchise guy for the Colts. And he was traded for a third round pick this year, which probably is not going to do much for the Eagles. And a second round pick that could turn into a first round pick next year. But when you, put, when you look at the pieces of this team, Carson Wentz and all these great players, they have, they had... Next year, they'll have two second-year running back and wide receiver, and their tight end, Mo Alley-Cox, is not bad at all. I think if he gets more playing time, it should he should pan out for them. But Carson Wentz reunited with his old offensive coordinator that took him to the Super Bowl. If you guys remember, Frank Reich was the person that took the Eagles to the Super Bowl and kept their offense in it. Uh, Frank Reich, a main part, Nick Foles played the Super Bowl, yes, we get that. But Carson Wentz was the one that took them there. And even though Nick Foles took over in the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz still a key part of that team. And he had one down here. His best year, he had 33 touchdowns and 7 picks. That's a very, very good ratio. And when you consider the fact that he only had Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey and a, a one-year healthy Zach Ertz as his wide receivers... That's nothing, and he was able to do that. Now combining with Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, who's a little on the decline, maybe they draft a tight end trade-up for Kyle Pitts, and their defense is stellar. Their defense can always keep them in game. So I think that second-round pick's not going into a first-round pick. If anything, is going into a late second-round pick. And I think this team already has a chance to become uh, to be in the divisional matchup already. 
I don't agree with you at all, like zero percent. And the reason that I don't agree with you is because, first of all, Carson Wentz is there was going to be the Eagles' bent his the second string for the Eagles. And why are you playing? Why are you paying the second string for the Eagles? Starter money. Because they benched him one year. He was the starter before that, wasn't he? But Jalen Hurts played better. So isn't Jalen Hurts going to be the starter? And that's, this is explaining their reasoning. They wanted Jalen Hurts to be the starter. So they're trading their unnecessary backup for picks. And that's exactly what I would do. Because what are you going to do with this backup? Their backup that's being paid $35 million a year and their dead cap that's $34 million if they trade him? That's proving my point though. Why would you ever, why would you ever want to uh, pay a backup okay, $35 okay. Million? I get that they're trading him, but the part I don't think, I don't agree with is that they traded him for a third and a potential second, I mean, a, and a second next year. He's worth way more than that. Like, do you, do you agree with that? Do you agree with me on that or not? Not at all. You're talking like that's bad picks. Those are bad picks. Uh, okay, for a starter that took his team to the Super Bowl and didn't play in the Super Bowl, but he took them there, that's a great deal. And I think he can easily bounce back. You think he can? I don't think he will. And I think Jalen Hurts will be better. He was a great player that year, but he's just been declining, first of all. And second of all, Trust me, a second round pick that might even become a first and a third are not bad picks. I mean, the GOAT was drafted 199th in Okay, the okay, what, besides the GOAT and Russell Wilson and maybe Dak, there's no other notable people. Really? There's yeah. actually, there are, there are, but are, uh, like, that's such a rare event and I don't, with, with Howie Roseman at GM, the Eagles are not going to find that kind of talent, ever. So you think Howie Roseman isn't a good GM? No, I do not. Like, why would you trade your starting quarterback that you're paying $35 million a year for a third round and he's a not your second starter. round? Because he, is a, a, he, he is a starter. Okay, he's you, a you starter. Say, okay, you can say he's not a star, not their starter, which is true. Jay, I agree, Jalen Hurts should be the starter. But when you look at these pieces, their defense is horrible. They're starting two, like, fourth-round picks at linebacker, which is not bad. I'm just saying they're starting those people at linebacker. And there's, they have no secondary besides Darius Slay. And the wide receiver weapons, they have none. And Jalen Rager is proving to be a draft bust already. How is Jalen Rager proving to be a draft bust? Okay, he was not. Year? Okay, fine. He was not good this year. Let's just say that. Let's just leave it at that. He was not good this year. Okay. So his, that was his number one weapon. I don't believe so. I believe it was Travis Fulgham. And let's mid-season. Okay, that's it though. Then he like got rid. Then in the day he stopped panning out. And then why don't you look at the stats? Okay, wait. So. Let's now let's move on to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford traded for two first round picks and a third round pick and a former number one overall pick. So yes, I should read the stats. Okay, so Carson Wentz is his bet his year this year. We're gonna compare from this year. This year, Carson Wentz threw for two hundred I mean two thousand six hundred twenty yards. He led his team to a three and eight record and he had 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. In his rookie year, he had 16 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. And in 11 games this year, he already had more interceptions than he did in his rookie year. Not a good sign for a quarterback that you want to be your starter. In 2020, Matthew Stafford threw for 4,084 yards, 26 touchdowns, and this year he only had um he only had a few uh interceptions now in okay wait wait let's okay 
Matthew, who was Carson Wentz number number Carson Wentz number one weapon was a practice squad call up from the Chargers, Travis Fulgham, the number one wide receiver for the Lions. I'm not gonna say Kenny Galladay because he only played two games or something like that. Marvin Jones, who's way more com uh way more able to do he's he can do a lot more than Travis Fulgham and Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, who's on the decline. And you have a number top t uh, top 10 overall pick last year at tight end, TJ Hawkinson. So that, that means that's why he's being better. Well, Jalen Rager's also a first-round pick. Okay, but did you see Jalen Rager's production this year? That's what I'm saying. Doesn't, no, but he does have Zach Ertz, who did hold out. But he also has Dallas Goddard, who also has Pro Bowl potential. And um, I was talking about Matthew Stafford's interceptions. He only had ten this year, and he played six more games than Carson, or five more games than Carson Wentz did. Now, if you want to compare best years, in 2011, the Detroit Lions went ten and oh. six, and Matthew Stafford had 41 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. And in 2014, they also went 11 and five. Okay, so isn't Carson Wentz's year 33 and seven? Better than 41 and 16. That's a way better ratio. And the Lions didn't even make the playoffs that year. And all that production, all those touchdowns, all those yards, guess who they came from? Uh, Hall of Famer, under 35 years old, first ballot Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. And all those, almost all of them, almost all, all of the yards. No, everything. not all, but almost all of them, I'm saying. Really? Like, that, Calvin Johnson was a huge part of that. And when you have a legal number one receiver, it opens up the number two receiver, the tight end. Everyone else is available. Who's the number one receiver on the Eagles? I have a question Travis for you. Travis Fulgham. I, I have a question for you. If in 2011, Matthew Stafford threw for, for 5,038 yards. Okay, yeah. Did, did Calvin Johnson even get over 2,000 yards? I know. Okay. So no, you can't say most of them. He didn't even get half. Okay, he didn't get half, but he probably got a quarter, which is a lot. For, that's I mean, that's not that much. Okay, it's not that much, but relative to the well, quarterback, receiver, it is a lot. Relative to the quarterback, it is a lot. It is not a lot, because that's what wide receiver ones usually get. Exactly. Around, and, 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 okay, look at the wide receiver one for the Eagles. How many yards did he get? Jalen Rager. Travis Fulgham had Travis five, 539 500 yards. 500 yards! 500 compared to 1,300 from Megatron. That is absurd, and that I saw. I told you that's a okay, huge. But they also had. They also, also, also Travis Fulgham turned it on when Jalen Hurts became quarterback, which was second half of the year. So none of those yards were in Carson Wentz's thing at all. Okay, so you're so you're saying that if Carson Wentz was in Matthew Stafford's situation, he'd do better. Yes, no, he would easily. He has a whole and lot. How can you say that's better? How can you say that's better? Why would he do better? Explain your reasoning. He has a whole Explain lot better protection. He has. Um, he has good wide receivers, a good tight end, and a defense that's, that's better. So how do you know he played better with that? How do you know that? Okay, well, if you put Matthew Stafford in the Eagles situation, you think he's, he's going to do better? Yes. He's going to do better than what he did on the Lions. No, but he'll do, better, he'll do better than what Carson Wentz did, and that leads me back to my other point. Uh, Jalen Hurts also had the same exact things that Carson Wentz this year. What do you mean? Had this year. He had the same exact weapons. He had the same exact offensive line. Uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey both came back. Well, Deshaun After Jackson is now released. And exactly. Which shows his number one receiver just got released. That wasn't his number one receiver. That was Travis You're Wilson. saying Travis Wilson for five games was an actual number one receiver for yes, five games. Yes, he was. He oh was. My gosh. And if not, then they also had Dallas Goddard, who I believe is a, a Pro Bowl snub. He should have made the Pro Bowl. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, that just doesn't make any sense, but keep going.
Okay, and last, um, I said, I said Jalen Hurts had the same exact stuff, yet if Jalen Hurts played the full season, statistically, he, he would have won six games. He would, no, he would have won six games. Now we're going to talk about what we think and who we think will be drafted in the 2021 NFL Draft. Yeah, like I said, but we're going to just do the top five picks. Jaguars, Jets, Dolphins, Falcons, and Bengals. So number one, I think there, I was going to say there's not much dispute, but there is dispute, and I don't know who to choose. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence because I think he is the better athlete, and a lot of critics are saying that he's the best athlete to come out of college, best quarterback to come out of college since Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck was very good. So then what do you mean you don't know what to choose? Because you because really think that he's the best. I do, but I think he's the best, yes. But I think after his after he got COVID, he has never been the same as his junior. I mean, as his sophomore season, and he got COVID this year. But he just hasn't been the same as last year. And Zach Wilson has been playing lights out, playing great. And then when Trevor Lawrence, now there's news that he got uh, surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, which is not it's not as big of a deal because I think if he got throwing a surgery on his throwing shoulder, he would have dropped to number five in the class. Like, number five, fifth, fifth overall pick. Really? Yes, I do. But, anyway, he's not going to be able to meet, get snaps until the, uh, until, um, uh, training camp. And I think that this is, that's just horrible for his, uh, uh, chemistry and relationship with his teammates. Especially with Urban Meyer coming in and it's a new head coach. He needs to get to know the quarterback and get the scheme. So, that's why I think Zach Wilson's pretty close, but still, I think Trevor Lawrence is number one. Yeah, I also believe Trevor Lawrence is number one. Like you were saying, I also think there's competition, but not much. Zach Wilson did have an amazing season. He was great, but I mean, this is Trevor Lawrence. If I were, I, I, I just have a suspicious feeling that Trevor Lawrence is not going to be as good as Zach Wilson. In the that's NFL. what I have. Yes, that's exactly what I have too. And I don't know why, but my instinct is telling me that they should actually take Zach Wilson. But this is a mock draft, so we're saying what we think is going to happen, not what should happen, at least in our thoughts. And so I think that Trevor Lawrence is gonna be drafted up first overall, but for some reason I feel like Zach Wilson will be a better NFL player. Yeah, I think that too, but even, say you're the GM of the Jaguars, and you, you have like the best talent since Andrew Luck, which I believe is true. And then he also has a running ability too. But anyway, and you just pick with your gut. Like I think the Jaguars will take Trevor Lawrence. But again, like I said, I think Zach Wilson will have a better career. And then, like I said, I think last year I said I think Tua will have a better career than Joe Burrow. And right now they're proving to be true. But that's also true because Joe Burrow was hurt. But I think Tua will lead his team to a playoff victory, playoff berth this year. Now going to number two and getting off the last year's draft. I have the Jets sticking with Sam Darnold. Now, I'm one of the few people that think since they hired a new head coach, they're going to stay with him. Or not stay with him, stay with Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold has shown some good flashes of play. But you cannot blame his poor play on him. I mean, you can, but not all of it. So you have, it's kind of like the Deshaun, uh, Deshaun, not Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson situation. He, his best wide receiver was Jameson Crowder, who was hurt a lot of this year, and make a case for Robbie Anderson, who they just completely got rid of. They didn't even re-sign him. So that, the, he, he's completely out of the question. I think they get Sam Darnold one of those pieces, 
and I think the best wide receiver in the class. It's close. All this is a huge, a deep wide receiver class. I think Jamar Chase goes to the Jets, number two. Very, very good player. I think he has more speed and athleticism than Devontae Smith, even though Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Um, and that's probably because Matt Jones was a better quarterback than LSU's quarterback. But I think Sam Darnold able to develop. Our Jamar Chase able to develop into a star number one wide receiver, and the Jets will find a gem and keep Sam Darnold on their in the franchise. Okay, I totally disagree with you. Number one, I believe that if they thrust Zach Wilson into the same exact scene that Sam Darnold is going through, that Zach Wilson will actually play better than Sam Darnold, which is why you draft Zach Wilson because in the situation that you have, you can't just magically make make it disappear. You're going to have to deal with it, and the best way to do that is by drafting a new QB that's able to play in this situation. He will start his pro career in this situation, so it's not like Sam Darnold. And also, they do not they have Jameson Crowder, a vet. They do have Brashad Perryman and Danzel Williams, who um, they're in a rebuilding stage. They just got CJ Herndon, so they're not a bad Chris team. Herndon, Chris Herndon. Sorry, Chris Herndon. They're not a bad team. They just need to keep rebuilding. And the best way to do this is get a new quarterback because your quarterback is not good enough. That's what I think. So I think that second is um, going to be uh, it's going to be Zach Wilson. Now for the Dolphins. They could take a variety of people. I mean, they could take uh, a wide receiver. They could take a QB maybe, but that would be a stretch, I think. And they could take a defensive back. But they're pretty set on, a, a, on some positions. Tight end, they have Mike Kosicki. Defensive back, they could draft a cornerback three, but they do have Byron Jones and David Howard, who we both think should win defensive player of the yeah, year. Yeah, we thought he should have won. He got robbed. And they also have, obviously, um, one of the best players, at least young players, Tua at QB. So I don't think they'll draft a new QB. So altogether, their team looks pretty good. But the one position they need is a wide receiver. They don't really have great wide receivers. And this is going back to the point I was saying about who I think should go first. This is the mock draft. So I think I agree with you that Devontae Smith will not be chosen first. Even though he just won best college player in the country, he will not be chosen first. But I think he should be chosen first. I think he's been underrated his whole life. And this is the spot where he finally gets to shine and he's going to fall. Some people have him falling falling all the way to the Giants at number 12. I mean, number 11. And if that happens, I believe the Cowboys should pick him up at number 10. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Think about That's crazy. Think about They just drafted CeeDee Lamb. They have Amari Cooper and Gallup. Okay, I get you're going to bring up the Bucks thing, but that Scotty Miller is not like a tier of Michael Gallup. Like, Michael Gallup will go to number four receiver. There's no way Scotty Miller is as good as Michael Gallup. I never said that. I'm not the same. But what I am saying is, they are going to be a good team, no matter what. But their best way to improve even more is to get a wide receiver. And this wide receiver, I believe, is going to be Jamar Chase. It's. I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. But who it should be, in my opinion, is Devontae Smith, because he literally just won Best College Player in the Country award. Okay, I think... The Dolphins, they're 
pretty much set. Like our set quarterback, their wide receivers, they can address that later in the round. They have so many people. They're, they're, this is a deep wide receiver class, maybe trade back into late first round ahead of the Bills or Packers to take Kadarius Tony from Florida, from Florida, uh, uh, not Florida State, from Florida. Um, but I think the Dolphins don't really need anything right now. I think they trade back to number 12, 49ers jump up, and the 49ers trade their pick and um, maybe uh, one of their defensive linemen, but that would also be a stretch. I think the 49ers come up here, take Zach Wilson, number two player in the class, but he he's going to fall. He's not going to go to number two with the Jets. Like, if I, I'm saying, I honestly think he would go to, Zach Wilson would go to the Jets, but I think the Jets should take Jamar Chase. It's a better fit for them. So then three, I have Zach Wilson, and then Zach Wilson, like I said, number two player in the class, we're very close to Trevor Lawrence, so that explains why he goes to the 49ers, and then they can trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and which I think they should be proactively doing right now. The 49ers are not trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, which in that case means they're not trying to look at a quarterback, but I think they should be. And then number four, this is the Falcons pick. This, I think this is going to be like a Jordan Love situation for the for Justin Fields, who's going to go to the Falcons from Ohio State. He has the ability to stretch the field. He's uh, I think he's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan already. Matt Ryan was great, but now he's not. I think he sits under a year, or he sits under Matt Ryan a year, or maybe even comes in uh, midway through the season or something like that, like uh, to a situation. But I think that he has the ability to ability to stretch the field. You have Calvin Ridley and. Uh, and Julio Jones there, you have a solid tight end, maybe draft another one if you need to. But I think that Justin Fields is a great fit. He can run the ball too, and he has the he has a great arm, great elusivity. I think he's like Lamar Jackson, except can throw the ball coming out of college. I think they're pretty similar. So I think the Falcons get a great player here. I think it's a Jordan Love situation, except they take him at 4, not 26. Okay, for, for the fourth pick, this is the Falcons... I believe it's going to be Justin Fields, and I believe it's going to be Justin Fields because uh, I had number two, I had Zach Wilson, and one of them is going to go first. That's inevitable. But which one is the question? I don't know. It could be Zach Wilson going to the Jets, or it could be Justin Fields, and we don't know that yet. But what I think is going to happen is it's going to be Justin Fields. But there is a possibility that it's uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, there is a possibility that it's Justin Fields. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson, which means that they're going to, I think they're going to switch positions. So the Falcons, I believe, in my mock draft, the Falcons are getting Justin Fields. But it is possible that they uh, end up with um, uh, Zach Wilson because he was not taken with the second overall pick, and Justin Fields was. If they get, if they somehow get Zach Wilson, I think the Falcons are going to be a playoff contender immediately. Immediately, they just need to improve their defense, and Deion Jones is the captain of that defense. I think. Number five, I think Penny Sewell, guard from Oregon, best guard in the draft. You could make an argument for anyone else, but I think Penny Sewell the best. His his draft stock dropped a little bit. Um, during the Senior Bowl, but I think he has the ability to bounce back from that. He's a great player, and uh, if you want to reach a little quitty pay defensive end from Michigan, but I say Penny Sewell because they need to focus on protecting uh, Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, um, not he didn't have, uh, well, actually he had a great season, but he was hurt after a certain period of time. 
But Penny Sewell protecting him, making sure this doesn't happen again. And I think that Penny Sewell, is, he'll immediately be the captain of that O-line. And I think that's the desperate need they have. For the Bengals, I think it's going to be Penny Sewell for Oregon. And the reason I think this is, like you said, his draft, his draft stock did plummet after the Senior Bowl. But what he did before that is what really matters. And that's why he's going fifth to the Bengals. Like you said, Joe Burrow actually got his ACL torn this year because he did not have protection. And with protection, I think this could have been avoided. So by getting Penny Sewell, an offensive lineman, for the Bengals, you're actually protecting Joe Burrow and helping him not get injured again because this was a devastating injury. He's a great player. Joe Burrow is a great player. And you could have actually been really good if you kept him in your lineup, but you couldn't because of this injury. And that's not fair to Joe Burrow, and that's not fair to what's happening in Bengals fans, fans. And the way to save this from happening is by getting an offensive lineman. You need to protect Joe Burrow. And by protecting him, you have A.J. Green still, you got Tyler Boyd, and you have T. Higgins from the draft last year. I mean, this isn't a bad draft at all. This is actually a really good draft. And with with Penny Sewell, you're be you're gonna be so good with the interior line, and you're gonna have lots of protection. And Joe Burrow is gonna show what he did in college and the what made him basically the undisputed number one pick. Now I know that Chase Young didn't win Defensive Rookie of the Year, but uh, Joe Burrow was amazing this year until he got hurt and this is the way to keep him there and to be able to keep moving on with him you need a good lineman and this is what they're getting with Penny Sewell. Okay so let's run over our picks again. I have Trevor Lawrence, I'm, I'm just gonna go in order, Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase, Zach Wilson to the 49ers Dolphins trade back, uh, Justin Fields and Penny Sewell and Arsh you have? I have my first pick Trevor Lawrence, second pick uh, Zach Wilson, third pick Jamar Chase, fourth pick uh, Justin Fields, and fifth pick Penny Sewell. Let us know what you guys think in the review section of Apple Podcasts or uh, the comment section of YouTube. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and that subscribe button, and make sure to turn post notifications on so you're always notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. We check those daily, and we will make sure to feature your comment in the next episode. Until next time, we're we're the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Podcast.